This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op, offering fuel, food, and drinks on Highway 13. Arcola Co-op, you're at home here. We talk with a board member of the Pence Rink Board about a community harvest event tomorrow afternoon just west of Regina, near Pence. It's a fundraiser for the local rink board. We have a look at the latest Sasquatch market outlook for wheat in Durham with Marlena Borsch of Mercantile Consulting. Real Agriculture talks with Marlena about pulse crop markets. We have more on a research project into bee health and a look at feeder cattle markets. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. The community of Pence, 30 kilometres west of Regina, is holding a harvest fundraising event tomorrow afternoon. Pence Memorial Rink Board member. Shane Ogilvie says harvest will begin on a 40-acre plot of canola tomorrow as part of the inaugural Oil Seeds for Community Needs fundraiser. She says the land and field operations were provided by Carrie Ogilvie, a local farmer and resident of Pence. So we're working with a local producer and we had over $8,000 worth of product donated. So all the crop inputs, all the seed, the fertilizer, all the crop protection, everything was donated by different agricultural companies. And then we are taking the profits basically from the grain from these 40 acres of canola and it will be donated to the rink. We are currently working on getting concrete and a new brine piping system in the rink and so this will help with that project. So you're hoping to improve the rink, that's the key purpose of the funds? Yes, absolutely. We've been working on lots of fundraising here over the last couple of years. We were part of the, the Hockeyville applications a couple of years ago, and we had tons of donations from, from that, which was fantastic. And we're hoping to start this project here in the next couple of years. And so we're just making sure that we have enough funds for that. And so this, this project is, is going to help with that. And then, of course, it's something that we're hoping to do year over year as well. And um, so that will help with different upgrades that the rink will require into the future as well. And you're saying that for Thursday afternoon, it's going to be an afternoon of harvest fun. That's the best way to put it? That is the best way to put it, yes. South Country Equipment is bringing out an X9, which is really exciting. We weren't sure if we were going to be able to get that big combine out. And um, yeah, we'll have some burgers and hot dogs for sale for proceeds to go to the rink as well. And so, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Public invited? Absolutely. So this is a big community event for Pence? Well, we didn't really know when harvest was going to occur because, of course, we, we don't know what the weather is going to do, and so it's a little bit last minute. But, yes, every everyone is invited, and, and we hope to see lots of friendly faces out there. How much do you hope to raise from the 40 acres? We think with the commodity prices right now that we could get upwards of $30 out of this. Again, what does it go for? 
This is going to the replacement of the, the brine piping system in the rink as well as the concrete upgrade. So this is something I imagine you hope to continue other years? Yes, this is something that we hope to work with other local producers year over year and, and just continue to be able to support our local community and our, and our rink. Ogilvy is hoping to raise $35,000 from tomorrow's Oil Seeds for Community Needs fundraiser at Pence, just west of Regina. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch Eavestroffs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavestroffs.ca and Farmtronics in Regina, your farm electronics specialists. From moisture testers to security cameras, keeping your farm running productively and efficiently since 1977. 380 Henderson Drive. The latest Sasqueak Market Outlook says wheat trade was active in the world market. Marlena Borsch with Mercantile Consulting Venture outlines the latest cash trades for wheat. The Philippines bought 56,000 tons of wheat from India for September at around $345 US CIF plus 56,000 tons of Australian wheat for October at over $350 per ton. Saudi Arabia is due to tender for 360,000 tons for November arrival with a relaxed test weight requirement of 76 kilograms. Tunisia was also in the market for 100,000 tons of wheat for October-November and Nigeria bought 330,000 tons of US, U.S. hardware winter wheat. There were also some stories that China bought hard red wheat, although we have no firm confirmation. Here are some of last week's major news in the wheat markets, sorted by major wheat origin. United States. We had the September USDA WASDE report last Friday. USDA rated global wheat production higher than last month by 3.4 million tons, primarily on larger crops in Australia, China, and India. Global consumption was also up with more feed and residual use. Global stocks were adjusted higher with more supplies in the EU, Canada, via StatsCan, and India. Global trade is forecast higher with imports raised for Bangladesh, Iran, and Kazakhstan, while exports are up for Australia and India. We note that USDA decreased U.S. season average farm prices by 10 cents to 6.60 per bushel. However, in our opinion, the WASDE report underestimated demand by at least 5 million tons for the year. We also will need a big crop planted in 2022 and the price incentive to do so relative to other crops will have to be there. U.S. wheat sales of 388,000 tons for 21-22 were up 32% from last week and are in line with trade expectations of 150 to 525,000 tons. Hardware spring wheat from the U.S. for October is valued at $410 U.S. FOB PNW, which is unchanged from last week. Regarding Australia, Australian wheat futures closed at one month lows last Friday. USDA raised the Australian crop to 31.5 million tons from 30 million tons previously reported. Exports were increased by 1 million tons from Australia because of the bigger crop. 
There are some early estimates of recent frost damage starting to come in um, with rumors at one to two million ton damage. For Argentina, USDA lowered the Argentine wheat crop by half a million tons to 20 million tons. Last year, it amounted to 17.8 million tons. The Buenos Aires Grain Exchange maintained their 19 million ton crop estimate last week. FOB values for October, 12% Argentine wheat are around $290 per ton, pretty well unchanged from last week. Borsch says Canadian wheat exports total 1.5 million tons since August 1st, down from 1.6 million at this time last year. Durham exports total 412,000 tons. She says world wheat prices are creeping upward. Most of the wheat market focus so far has been on the supply side of the equation, but demand is equally important. We see no sign that higher prices have reduced demand in that major exporter shipments are above last year's. And most of the demand has been for nearby positions, showing that importers have limited forward cover. We think that the world demand is understated. Northern Hemisphere farmers are planting into dry soils and price must work to buy additional acres in order to pull stocks, use, stocks and use ratios away from the lows. We see no reason to sell Canadian grain at this time. Marlena Borsch is with Mercantile Consulting. Her comments are in this week's Sask Wheat Market Outlook. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Hey, Kara Ustros here with realagriculture.com. And I have here with me Marlene Borsch, who is the managing partner of Mercantile Consulting Ventures. You recently spoke at the Pulse and Special Crops Convention. Uh, you gave a bit of a lentil outlook and what, what we are kind of seeing out there right now. Do you want to kind of expand on some of your high points from your presentation? At the time of the presentation, I think I used 1,048 pounds per acre for lentils, which is a very disappointing yield because last year we had close to 1,500 pounds. Uh, and uh, I think when the year started out, um, everybody was looking forward to reasonable acreage. I think we're talking about 4.3 million acres, which would um, give us a lot of export potential again. And this is really very important to our customers because we make up as much as 60% of the world's lentil production and um, I think something like 45% or so of all exports. So if we have a major variation in, in production, it matters not only to ourselves and certainly to farmers who have less to sell, but it matters a great deal to the price constellation and, and um, uh, what people will have to pay overseas to get enough lentils. So um, now we have had quite a bit of varied input on the yield uh, question. And while in the panel, most people seem to have agreed with my numbers at the time, um, we have since, or actually just this morning, had um, the model-based um, stat scan estimates that came in basically across the board lower than what the early August, late August estimate was. 
And I think the food landfills is 938 pounds per acre, which would be extremely low. We haven't seen that in, in many years. I think you'll have to look back in the 20-year range to find anything like that. And um, obviously, it would tighten the situation uh, quite a lot more yet. We actually did, uh, late last month, quite a bit of work on yields by crop district, trying to overlay um, some of the moisture data by the major rental crop districts. And we came out um, with some numbers that were actually not so far away from that. Now, we didn't use that number, obviously, because some of our own clients have had better yields, and especially, you know, in the... Um, Regina Plains, um, Indian Head area, there were some much better yields. Um, and we thought it was probably discount in reality too far, which is also dangerous because again, you know, it impacts on the price. But obviously, you know, we are on the lower end. The StatScan number today will put lentils another 175,000 tons shorter um, than we heard earlier. So it's, it's pretty devastating. So then what we try to do is actually kind of fit that into um, uh, what it does to the global lentil balance sheet. And even with our earlier numbers, um, you know, we found that um, overall supply was down something like 20%, I think it was, um, in spite of Australia looking at a fairly good crop uh, and some material coming out of the Black Sea areas. Um, so it, it basically leads to a declining global production number, declining supply number, and um, uh, for next year also declining uh, ending stocks numbers. So, um, you know, we are probably looking at a, a global reduction of about uh, 20%. So even the Australian production, which by the way looks very, very good again this year, they had a very good year last year, they produced about 800,000 tons. And this year, they will probably have 650 to 700,000 tons, but it's not enough to make up uh, for the big shortfall. Um, Russia probably has about 100,000 tons on the lentil side, and uh, Kazakhstan production has actually been falling again um, because they have been going into other crops, as we see here too, you know, as uh, wheat canola prices or rapeseed prices increase, it's harder to increase pulse production. So everything is tightening up and I think it might probably, um, you know, if our numbers are correct, it will take us a couple of years to climb out of the tight situation for landlords um, this year. And, and we have seen it reflected in prices. Certainly. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, sunny sky, wind becoming northwest 30, gusting to 50 early this afternoon, the high 24, the low 8. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, wind becoming west 40, gusting to 60, the high Thursday, just 17, the low plus 2. Friday, sunny, the high 18, the low 10. Saturday, sunny, the high 27, the low 8. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high 22, the low 7. Monday, partly cloudy, the high 19. 30% chance of evening showers Monday, the low 6. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high 17. Normal high for this date is 18, the normal low is 3. 
Sun rose at 6.34 this morning. It sets at 7.13. And around the province, the hot spot, Estevan, again at 25 degrees. The cold spot up north, Uranium City, at 9. Once again, Estevan is 25. Saskatoon, 17. Swift Current, 16. Weyburn, 25. Yorkton is 23. Sunny in Regina, it's 22. That's 72 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west at 36, gusting to 50. Humidity, 41%. Barometric pressure dropping 100.1. Sunny in Moose Jaw, 19. Winds are from the northwest at 37, gusting to 50. Once again, Regina, sunny in 22. That's 72 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. The University of Saskatchewan is setting up a research chair in bee health at the Western College of Veterinary Medicine. The cost of the $750,000 research chair is being shared by Saskatchewan beekeepers, the BC Blueberries Council, and BASF Canada. For the past six years, honeybees have been part of the veterinary students' curriculum. Dr. Ilimir Simcoe teaches students and does additional research. Dr. Gillian Muir is the dean of the Western College of Veterinary Medicine. She explains further. Dr. Elamir Simcoe, one of our um, WCVM professors in the Department of Veterinary Pathology, has established a research program investigating, uh, well, striving to really improve honeybee health in, in across the prairies. So they're working to better understand how naturally occurring disease, but also pesticides affect honeybee colonies. Um, and then looking to provide beekeepers with solutions for these problems. Um, in addition, of course, there was a lot of interest um, from our veterinary students in, in learning about honeybees and the health of honeybees. Um, it's, not, it's a little bit unusual for us. We usually work in vertebrate animals, but uh, the importance of this for agriculture and the importance of this for the prairies, it actually has turned into something that uh, is, is really a, a valuable uh, teaching experience for our students. Muir says the vet college works closely with Saskatchewan beekeepers. Dr. Elmer Simcoe's program certainly has strong support of the Saskatchewan Beekeepers Association and it's part three through discussions with them that the idea of this chair came about in order to sustain uh, Dr. Simcoe's work into the future. Muir outlines the research work to be undertaken. Well, I think what he would be doing would be extending some of some of his research, certainly working alongside Dr. Simcoe, and then uh, extending some of this research into further looking at um, some work on specific diseases, American fowl brood disease, for example, European fowl brood disease. Those are two very serious diseases that affect bees in Western Canada. So it would be um, a collaboration and also an extension um, of this work. Muir says the BASF funding recently of $250,000 for the research chair is welcome news. Yeah, we're very grateful to BASF for supporting our plans. They've funded us to the tune of $250,000, and so we're, we're moving in the right direction for sure. We're looking throughout the agricultural sector, actually, to look for companies and groups that have an interest in, in supporting pollinator health and an interest in um, supporting you know sustainable agriculture. I mean, nearly one-third of the food we eat are 
pollinated by honeybees, and so it's important that um, we extend this um, broadly across the agricultural sector. Muir says the research benefit would be far-reaching. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, certainly across the prairies, you know, we're, we're home to most of the, the um, honeybee colonies in, in Canada. But certainly this, this information is going to be used worldwide because, of course, it would be published and available publicly for everyone to benefit from. Dr. Gillian Muir is the Dean of the Western College of Veterinary Medicine at the U of S. It's raising funds to establish a research chair in pollinator health with a major donation coming from BASF Canada. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Color and seed size are two key quality issues for lentils in a very dry year. Judy Elias is the operations supervisor with the Canadian Grain Commission in Weyburn. Red lentils can get really small and then you can lose lots of them in the dockage. So already you have a lower yield and if you have those small reds, you can even lose more crop in the dockage because we're only allowed to use certain round hole sieves for cleaning. And in the greens, you know, they're being baked out there, so the color isn't as deep green as we would like to see. The lentil color is very important to overseas customers. Because the way they're sold, you know, people are are going and, and dipping into a bucket or barrel of lentils, and it's whatever mama sees. If she thinks that looks good, then she's going to take it home and feed her family. If she doesn't, she's going to leave it there and go to the next one. So that's why the markets are quite tight for color. Some growers will be cleaning grasshopper parts from their samples. Sean Deerland farms in the Kyle area and is chair of Saskatchewan Pulse Growers. We haven't heard of too many grasshopper parts in the pulse crops, so uh, I've seen actually some just horrifying pictures of grasshoppers in yellow peas in particular that, you know, you'd get like 15-20% of the sample was, was grasshoppers, which is just, it's, it's pretty wild. Deerland talks about the 2021 harvest on his farm in the southwest. There's quite a bit more sun bleaching in our large green lentils. The reds look really good. The yellow peas look really good. As I said, yield would be 15 to 20 bushel an acre. Lentils a little higher on the reds. Uh, Peas, yellow peas went probably uh, 20 to 25 bushels an acre. So like I said, that was quite good compared to the other, some of the other crops in the area. Deerland farms in the Kyle area about 310 kilometers west and a bit north of Regina. His comments come from the SAS Pulse Growers monthly podcast. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were mixed during the past week. Acting Provincial Cattle Specialist Natasha Wilkie outlines the latest numbers. Well, we saw some good prices again. When we look at the feeder steer prices, they were mixed to higher across the weight categories when compared to prices reported the previous week. So we saw prices range from $269 per hundredweight for the 300 to 400 pound weight category to $182.88 per hundredweight for the 900 plus pound weight category. The largest price increase we saw was in the 800 to 900 pound weight category, and those guys went up $4.56 to end the week, averaging $198.44 per hundredweight. The largest price decrease we saw was in the 300 to 400 pound weight category, with those guys going down $3.88 per hundredweight. 
When we move on to Saskatchewan's feeder heifers, they were mainly higher across the reported weight categories. And so prices there range from $224.13 and and cents per hundred weight for the 300 to 400 pound weight category to $173.58 and cents for the 800 plus pound weight category. The largest price increase we saw for the girls was in the 600 to 700 pound weight category, going up $3.15 and cents per hundred weight to end the week averaging $190.55 and cents per hundred weight. The largest price decrease we saw was in the 800 plus pound weight category, with those girls going down $3.77 per hundred weight. And what were the factors influencing the feeder market this week? Well, we saw some support from the Fed cattle market as prices moved higher again. Looking at the big picture, too, we've got some good exports going out as well, so that's a positive. Looking at the other side, what pressuring them is the high feed grain prices are putting some pressure on those higher weight categories, probably. And then our futures markets, unfortunately, had a not a great week last week. <laughs> what were marketings? So Canfax reported a total of 7,234 head of cattle sold in Saskatchewan last week, and that's pretty much on par with the 7,227 head the previous week, and it's higher than the 5,403 head marketed during the same week in 2020. Tell me about what happened with market-ready cattle prices. We saw some good news there, too. So the price for Alberta fed steers was reported at $158.25 per hundredweight, and so that's up $1.98 from the previous week's price. When we look at the cow cow market, we also saw some good movement there. So the price of D2 slaughter cows went up $1.29 per hundred weight from the previous week. And so they ended the week averaging $77.69 per hundred weight. The price of D3 slaughter cows also saw a price increase of $1.50 per hundred weight. And so they averaged the week $68.92 per hundred weight. Acting Provincial Cattle Specialist Natasha Wilkie compiles the weekly cattle market update for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. See Nelson GM today and Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit growmoreprofit.com. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for Durham fell $18.37 at 6.0647. Feed barley went down $5 at 3.29.65. Canola rose 7.40 at 8.6112. Number one red spring wheat rose $1.50 at 3.7957. The rest were unchanged. Flax. $1,138.07. Lentils, $1,062.50. Oats, $362.53. Yellow peas, $505.19. Feed wheat, $261.65. On the Minneapolis Exchange this morning, hard red spring wheat for December rose 5.5 cents at eight ninety-two and a half a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes. Assiniboia Livestock had a regular sale on September 8th. Prices have come down from our last sale. D1 and D2 cows sold from 68 to 80 cents. D3 cows sold from 52 to 67 cents. And slaughter bulls sold from 96 to $1.10. This is Jordan Stevens with the Cinnaboy Livestock Market Report. Have a great ranching day. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,400 hogs Tuesday, selling in a range of 215 to 228 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,600 head. 
Selling in a range of 213 to 227 per CKG. Hams number one sales this week are selling in the range of 71 to 78 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is down, and forward contract prices open mixed this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar is up one basis point, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2661. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 78.98 cents U.S. Daily U.S. cash prices continue to push lower midweek, with all reporting regions down relative to the previous day. Lean hog futures are mixed and choppy, but settling in at present levels after pushing significantly lower all last week. The sell-off has subsided for now, but the market is correcting more so due to technical aspects than any influence from the fundamentals. Yesterday, the nearby contract hit resistance levels, as well as touching the oversold level on the relative strength index, and it is somewhat unsurprising that the market has found support in the absence of new fundamental information. Despite last week's drop, futures contracts still comparatively high the highest going back to 2015, and the fifth highest going back over 10 years when compared to monthly expiration prices. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Perry Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton, and Strasburg. And brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. StatsCan released new crop production figures yesterday. We have more details on the report, which highlighted much lower production due to summer drought. The report says barley production this year will fall 34% to 7.1 million tons. Yields are down 38% to 44 bushels an acre. Oat production will drop 44% to 2.6 million tons. Average oat yields are projected at 60 bushels an acre this year. Soybean production will drop 7.4% to 5.9 million tons. Total wheat production is expected to be down 38% to 21.7 million tons. In Saskatchewan, the average yield is estimated at 28 bushels an acre, down 39%. Canola production in Canada is the lowest since 2010, estimated at 12.8 million tons. Canola yields in Saskatchewan are projected at 21 bushels an acre, down 50%. On the markets, the TSX is up 118 points at 20,671. The Dow has risen 262 points at 34,839. Oil is up $2.03 at 72.49 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is up 31 hundredths of a cent at 79.08 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag, 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.